the undraftedfreeagent.com mid-major podcast with your host, Chris McKee. There's Samuel with the steal. Get your phones out. Tyree Samuel posterizes Alex Nawaga. Come on now. Lugans. Dort. Oh, my. Brzdikas with another steal. Spots up for three this time and drains it. Ignis Brzdikas. Electric first step. Blows by everyone. Kobe Elvis. He's got them all shook up. Keyshawn for three. And there it is. Keyshawn Bartholomew. You don't want to let him heat up. All day, Kyler Filowich. They can't stop him. Moncrief! Sneaks in the back door, hammers it down. Matthew Alexander Moncrief. Ooh! Welcome, UndraftedFreeAgent.com mid-major podcast. I'm your host, Chris McKee. Thanks for joining me. Another special edition of the podcast today. We have an exclusive interview with South Dakota State head coach Eric Henderson. South Dakota State, one of the best teams in college basketball. They're 27-4 and right now. They win 18-0 in Summit League play. That's the first team in the history of that conference to go undefeated in conference play. Really fun team, loaded with some experienced guys. I mean, they are, I believe right now, they are the number one three-point shooting team in the country. And they also got a big man down the middle, Luke Apple, who can really get things done. Um, Really enjoyed my conversation with Eric. This guy's just full of energy. And, you know, kind of when I was done, I thought to myself, you know, if my son was a college basketball player, that's the kind of guy I'd want him to play for. So really inspired chatting with him. And you can see, you know, the team, it kind of... um, resonates around his mood i mean i I talk about it in the pod how much fun they are to watch and um you know it just sounds like a fun team to be a part of so here it is here's my interview with south dakota state coach eric anderson so he's in his third season as the head coach at south dakota state he's won three consecutive regular season summit league titles he was the conference coach of the year in 2020 he played his college ball at wayne state and is in the school's hall of fame i'm joined by eric henderson eric thanks for joining me chris thanks for having me my man Awesome. So 27 and four on the season, including 18 and 0 in conference play. First team ever to do that in Summit League history. I mean, what's been working well for you guys? Well, first and foremost, it, it starts with recruiting because you have to have the players. <laughs> and um, we, we have a tremendous group of kids that are just really, really connected. They're very, very selfless. Um, they, they, uh, they celebrate each other's success more than their own. Um, we have a group that is very, very balanced and deep. You know, we have two guys that, you know, probably get more of the tension than most, but um, I'll be honest with you, we have guys that have, have really, really produced um, and multiple guys that have done it. So our balance, our versatility, we can play multiple ways. Um, and that, that all starts with the players and their ability to buy into their roles and be as connected as they are. And so, they, they deserve a ton of credit. Um, and then the staff that, you know, I get to work with every day is tremendous. You know, they work their tails off. They're very, very much of servant leadership style. And I'm just really, really proud of all of them. So I've watched you guys a bunch this year and it is, it's a fun team to watch. That's why I wanted to reach out and chat. I mean, what's the philosophy and culture behind, I mean, you mentioned some of the recruiting, but just being a South Dakota State Jackrabbit, what's some of the guy, the kind of guys you're looking for? Not necessarily, you know, skills as a player, but as a person. Well, we, we talk a lot about character and um, like, you're, like you're saying, what, what are the values and, and character traits that we value? And, um, you know, we talk about five character traits all the time. 
their honesty, respect, selflessness, communication, and compete. And obviously those, you know, five character traits probably speak for themselves on the court. Um, the one that I'm probably most proud of, especially this year is our selflessness. We really have a great ability to um, share the basketball at a high level. Um, we, we don't care who gets the credit. Um, teams have some difficult choices in how they want to guard us. Do they want to take away the three? We lead the country in three-point field goal percentage. Or do they want to double the post? And because we got guys that can really, really score with their back to the basket and around the rim, too. So we understand teams have difficult choices. But it all starts with those character traits and especially that selflessness, because you can be good passers, but maybe more importantly, you need to be willing passers. Um, and we have a bunch of guys like that. Now, you know, our offensive philosophy is we, we believe in skill development and um, letting our guys play with a great amount of freedom. Um, but you have to work at it and you earn confidence and you earn freedom by putting time in um, on your own with the coaches in the gym. Um, working on how to read ball screens, whether that's watching film, whether that's doing drills, whatever. Our guys spend a ton of time in there. So um, that, that's kind of how we go about things. We, we try to have our guys confident um, and believing in each other. But, you know, it's a fun team to watch. Um, so there's a kid that I, I know coming from, you know, from the Toronto area that's playing at a major conference school. I won't name him, but I watch him quite a bit and he looks miserable. I can just see the coach is just suffocating the life out of him and his, and his players and stuff like that. He just looks like he's not even having fun. Do you even talk to your players about having fun? I mean, I know it's a little easier when you're 27 and four, but do you, do you let them enjoy it? And, and hey, make sure you enjoy this. We talk about it all the time. Uh, it's the last thing I write up on the board before every single game. I'm not a rah-rah guy. I'm uh, kind of more, let's create some habits and and uh, let, let's rely on those habits that we've created and worked on for a long time. And the last thing I write on the board is play your tail off and have fun. And uh, it's the last thing I say before we go out every time. And, and uh, I think that's really, really important. Um, and, you know, I think by putting in the time, by, by um, spending time with each person individually, building their confidence um, and, and letting them know that I believe in them, our staff believes in them, is really, really important. And um, to be able to allow to, them to have that freedom, to have that confidence, they have to put in the work. And, um, and, and when they do, uh, it, you know, you see great success. And, and that's, our guys have worked their tails off They've um, earned that the, the ability to play with the amount of freedom that we allow them to. And, um, and, and when you do that, I think it makes this game a lot more enjoyable. I think it comes across, you know, even me sitting in Canada watching, I'm like, this guy's having fun out there, man. It's, it's great to see. So three guys on your team averaging between 15 and 16 points a game, Douglas Wilson, Noah Friedel, and Bailey, uh, Baylor Shireman, excuse me. Um, just talk to me about what kind of guys these guys are off the court. I know they're all conference players and players of the year and that they've got all the accolades, but who are these guys off the court? Those your big three. Well, they're just great individuals, you know, they're selfless leaders. And, and when I talk about those guys, it's, it's even being, being maybe our leading scorers per se, they're, they're very, very selfless. And, um, they all make sacrifices, including those guys for what's better for the team. And they're more than willing to do that. They're selfless people. And they really, really care about one statistic, and that's the W. And uh, we embrace and they embrace every moment that we get a chance to step on the floor with each other. And that's what makes, that's what makes this group special. 
we've played with the target on our back for a long time, you know, and uh, this program was successful before I got here. And uh, fortunately, it, it, we, we've been able to continue that. And, and so when you are, that's, you know, you're going to get, a, you know, for the most part, everybody's best shot. And to be able to have leadership, um, especially from the players, um, and, and it's, it's, it's invaluable. And uh, that group does a tremendous job with that. So aside from those three, I mean, Luke Apple, this is a guy averaging about nine points a game, but goes off for 41 <laughs> against Oral Roberts the other day. One, where the hell did that come from? And two, how comforting is that to know, like, hey, you want to shut down our guards? Cool. I'll, you know, Luke will drop 40 on you. You know what's really, really interesting, Chris? Um, three of the four games before that, three guys that we haven't even mentioned had five threes in a game. Three different guys. And then Luke goes and scores 41 against Oral Roberts. And, and that's just uh, talks about the buy-in from everybody on our team to, to embrace their role. And when, you're num when, when you have the opportunity, take advantage of it. And um, like I said, you know, teams have some difficult choices how they want to guard us. And um, when we were playing up at Oral Roberts to get back to Luke's situation where he dropped 41, you know, they decided that they wanted to take away the three-point shot and we're going to let our post players play one-on-one. -on -one. And, and um, Luke did a tremendous job of eating up space and, and uh, playing with a pace that was, was very, very electric. And he finished around the basket, you know, terrifically. Um, so it was, it was just a special night. There's not many times I've, I've seen players in whatever the zone is. I certainly never experienced it, but, uh, but, you know, to see Luke, you, you know, in that zone was pretty special. You know, I was fortunate enough to coach Mike Dom here, you know, that was probably three years ago as an assistant coach. And um, I saw him hit 10 threes and score, 50, you know, over 50 at Fort Wayne. Those are the only two times I've really seen a player in the zone. And uh, it, it was pretty special. When I used to write for Mid-Major Madness and Mike Dom is like a Mid-Major Madness legend. They're always yeah. writing about him there. But, um, you know, one of the things in just going back and watching the highlights of that game with Luke going for 41, it reminded me a lot of what we've seen from Loyola Chicago over the past couple of years, where if, you know, Lucas Williamson, the guards aren't hitting, well, we got Krutwig down under and, you know, good luck trying to stop. You want to take away the three? Cool. Well, we've got Krutwig. Any similarities you see with that? I see there, I see a lot of similarities to be honest with you. And, um, you know, I don't know how much you've watched Wyoming this year. But a they, lot, yes. Yeah, yeah. They play through their post guys a lot as well. And if they get doubled, they're willing passers and they got guys that can knock down shots on the perimeter. So it, it, much like Loyola Chicago, like you mentioned, much like Wyoming this year, we played very, very similarly. You know, I, I think two years ago, we probably led the country in post feeds, just simple post feeds, just, walking it down and throwing it in. We're ball screening a little bit more this year, but we still play through our post the majority of the time. And, and um, we're just, you know, fortunate that we got great players down there. Douglas Wilson, who was the MVP of our league two years ago, and um, and then Luke and then Matt Dentlinger and even Baylor Shireman, you know, we get him some touches down there. There's such, there's such good passers and there's such willing passers. If, if people are digging on him, if people are dub doubling, that they're going to spray it. And um, we got multiple guys on the perimeter to make shots. So like you said, it, it, there is a lot of similarities to, you know, Loyola Chicago's group a couple last year. And then obviously Wyoming's group this year. 
Yeah, I got on the Wyoming bandwagon pretty early this year watching them. I'm like, well, these guys are good. You know, it's funny. Uh, so I do play-by-play for Orangeville Prep, which is the number one high school team up in Canada. Yeah. And their guard this year got an offer from Wyoming. And I know this kid, like he's from Montreal. He doesn't even know where Wyoming is. And I never get involved with the kids' offers or anything like that. But I kind of pulled him aside and went, hey, look, I'm going to tell you what to do, but – you should really think about that Wyoming team because they are damn good. You know what I mean? That's that's something. Yeah, good. that's a fun group. I mean, Coach yeah. Linder does a hell of a job, and and uh, I just love the way they play. You know, I, I watch you know their films just to because we are very very similar in our in our thought process and what we're trying to get accomplished. So try to learn every day. So how are you guys health wise heading into the conference tournament right now? We're, we're in good shape. You know, two years ago, we lost Doug right before the conference tournament, which really, really hurt. And and then, you know, but health wise, we're, we're in really, really good shape. Our guys are healthy and, and um, you know, very, very connected. So we're excited. So 18 wins in a row. I mean, any um, frustration at maybe the lack of attention from the AP top 25? I know you got some votes the past week, but um, it's got to be a little bit fr- like, what do we got to do here? <laughs> Well, we're, we're a program that, you know, talks about and thinks about like it, about it like this. You can only control what you can control, you know, and, and um, we, we're a very confident group. We believe in ourselves, um, but uh, we don't let that outside noise influence very, us very much. And, and um, I do, it, it is nice that people are starting to recognize what we're doing and the accomplishments that we're achieving. But at the end of the day, um, we, we still just approach it of, you know, let's, let's go take advantage of the next opportunity that we have. And uh, let's try to get a little bit better today. And uh, we just enjoy being around each other. So you mentioned target on your back. I mean, obviously you guys right now, I mean, it's a giant bullseye. <laughs> What's the conversation like with your guys heading into the conference tournament? No, Hey, you're going to get everybody's best shot. Well, it's it's something that we're used to, to be honest with you. It's not a it's not something that we're not comfortable with. And um, we talk about you're going to have expect expectations regardless, whether they're good or bad. And I'd prefer them to be good. <laughs> and uh, and so um, to, to go with to, to go about it like that and and understanding that we have to be at the top of our game. We're 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 comfortable with that. We understand that. And and um we, we want to just go out there and, you know, take one game at a time and, and uh, embrace the next opportunity. And that's Omaha on Saturday night and, um, you know, and, and, and play our best. And if we're fortunate enough to, uh, you know, end up on the right side of the scoreboard, let's get ready for the next one after that. So for those unfamiliar, the number four seed has won three of the last five Summit League tournaments. Are your guys familiar with that? Yeah, we're one of them. So. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> So speaking of that, you know, obviously last year, Oral Roberts making the run. I mean, just um, how challenging was that sitting on your couch, watching them have that kind of success? You know, it was a devil headed sword, you know, I mean, in one, in one breath, you're, you know, you're like, man, that could be us, you know, and, you know, they, they, we, we played them in the semifinals and got beat at the buzzer on a tip in and they, we played good and they, they played great. And so sometimes you just have to tip the cap, you know, and, and um, you control what you can control and do what you can do. And, and at the end of the day, you live with the results. And, and so, you know, on one hand, you were a little salty, but on the other, you know, you're pretty proud of how they represented the league and, and uh, you look at it and like, you know, that can be us someday. And it gives you hope. It gives you excitement for the future. And um, I think we used it as motivation and um, 
we, you, you know, you have to be proud. Paul, Paul does a great job over there. He had great players and they were very, very connected, especially at the end of the year last year. And you could really, really see that the role players were playing at a high level. And then obviously what Max A. Smith and Kevin O'Banner did was just terrific. So, I mean, you just mentioned Max right there. And I know he's not one of your guys, but I mean, you've had as good a look at him as anyone. I mean, is he an NBA player? Your, your thoughts on that? He has, certainly has qualities that he can be a part of it. There's no doubt about it. The way that the NBA values shooting, um, the, his ability to get downhill and his speed with the basketball um, is, is just electric and dynamite, honestly. And he's such a hard guard for anybody, you know, in the country. I mean, that was proven last year, not just in our league, but uh, he, he's such a, you know, elite score and, and he really, really has great, you know, efficiency from even deep. And so I believe he's going to get his opportunities, a great kid that, you know, carries himself with a tremendous amount of class. We have a ton of respect for him. And, and I just believe that good things happen to people like that. And I know he's going to get his opportunity. He's going to take full advantage of it. So how does that work? Do you ever get calls from, you know, NBA GMs and scouts going about opposing players? Is, is that ever come across? I mean, obviously, they know you call like your guys. Yeah. Um, you ever get questions from, uh, you know, about opposing players? Yeah, we do. You know, you use your connections and that, that you have. And, and um, the, the, the guys that I know well are, you know, will call me and say, hey, what do you who else in your league do you think is, you know, kind of, you know, in the ballpark or whatever. And so we get those calls quite a bit. And, and um, you know, there's a handful of players in our league right now that are capable of that. So it's uh, kind of fun to, you know, watch, you know, even even other players from our league be successful. You know what John Conchar is doing with the Memphis Grizzlies has been really fun to watch for us, to be honest with you. I was able to coach against him for four years and always had a ton of respect for his game. And now I know they're in the horizon league now, but uh, he, he, you know, he, he came from our league and he, he's just a terrific player. And it's kind of fun to watch his success. A kid, a day as well. Where is he? Uh, where did he go to Arkansas, Arkansas now? Yeah. 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 He, he's, he's he, he, was, he was an electric scorer. I'll tell you that much. And obviously he's doing it there too. So before I worked in the media, uh, I was a music agent and concert promoter. I produced concerts for Grammy winning musicians. Um, so I always want to check in with coaches on, you know, when they're working out, any particular music or podcast suggestions um, that that's come, you know, anything you're into recently. Oh, man, I know this. We play music throughout the whole practice. And you know how many words I hear? Zero. <laughs> <laughs> so I, yeah. I, I'd love to be able to help you, Chris, but that's way past my league, man. Uh. <laughs> See, you know what's funny? Even though I'm, an, you know, I'm in my mid forties, I still keep, you know, I keep up to date. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm the that's cool. Stuff, so um, I love uh, it. I love it, man. Yeah. <laughs> so um, you open Saturday against Omaha. You mentioned, I mean, a week off. What's the plan over the next couple of days just to keep the guys sharp? Well, you know, we'll we'll uh, give them tomorrow off. We actually had light workouts today, just individual workouts with coaches, um, light shooting and. Um, and then we'll do the same on Wednesday, actually. So we'll do off Tuesday and then on Wednesday, we'll do this similar to what we did today, except for at the end, we'll do about a 30 minute situation type deal where just talk about some late game situations, some special out of bounds plays, um, just, just to prepare. Um, and you know, you know, we're going to be in some of those situations that's just inevitable during the conference tournament. So we just want our guys to feel comfortable about those. If, 
you can never fully prepare for them. But if, you know, that situation comes up, we want them to be comfortable with that. So we'll do that on Wednesday and then Thursday and Friday, we'll prepare for Omaha and, and then take it from there. Like I said, we're a team that doesn't look too far ahead. We embrace the moment that's in front of us and then uh, we'll take on the challenges after if we so happen to be. So Eric, I'm thankful for your time. Really appreciate it. Last question here. I mean, you guys outstanding season, you know, 27 and four, 18 and 0, historic season. If you don't get to March Madness, is this season a disappointment? I would never say this season's a disappointment. You can only can control what you can control. Do we want to make the NCAA tournament? Of course. But more importantly, we want to continue to get better. We want to stay connected. And if we're fortunate enough to win the, win the league tournament, we'll be in March Madness, and that's what's supposed to happen. So I, I don't look at it like that, Chris. Of course, we want, we want that. We, we, we want to work towards making that happen. But that's an outcome of the process, and we worry about the process way more than we do the outcome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time. I'm, I'm rooting for it. You know, like I said, I caught <laughs> caught you guys a little bit earlier in the season. I'm like, man, this, this is fun. You know, just really enjoyed watching you guys. So, um, you know, you got you got a fan up in Canada. So keep on keeping on. And uh, I wish you the best of luck. Chris, I appreciate it, my man. You you keep on keeping on and, and keep uh, promoting this special game. Awesome. Thank you so much. We'll talk soon. So there's my interview with South Dakota State head coach Eric Henderson. I mean, that is one team to watch out for come March. I'd be shocked if they do lose in the Summit League tournament. Um, I don't know if they have an argument for an at-large. Certainly have the record for it. But, um, I mean, if you look at the AP Top 25, which we'll get into in a sec, they actually are... They'd probably be in the top 30 right now, so there may be a possibility they get an at-large if they are shocked in the Summit League tournament. But if this team gets in, watch out. You know, you saw Oral Roberts come out of that league last year and make a Sweet 16 run. And I think um, South Dakota State certainly capable of that this year as well. So for those of you familiar, obviously all the conference tournaments being laid out, um, go check out undraftedfreeagent.com. I've got a couple of the brackets up there with predictions. Um, and tomorrow I'm going to record a pod with my guy, Elliot Clough. He is a beat writer and uh, broadcaster from Northern Iowa, covers their team, does their official podcast and stuff, knows the MVC well. Him and I are always on the Missouri Valley coaches call together. So I asked him to jump in and we're going to go through certainly MVC and a couple of the other uh, mid-major conferences tomorrow. But AP Top 25 released Monday. The Gonzaga Bulldogs remain number one in spite of losing to St. Mary. So watched a good chunk of the game. I was shocked because this wasn't St. Mary's just squeezing it out. They basically ran over the Gonzaga Bulldogs. So, you know, for those who've listened to this podcast know I have not been very kind to St. Mary's. I've called them boring and stoic and um, they almost kind of sucked the life out of Gonzaga in a way, but they're a little bit better than I thought, obviously, um, for them to to dominate the Zags. Now, obviously, home crowd uh, definitely helping them out in that, but um, certainly a team worthy of being ranked. So that is another of the mid-majors still in the AP Top 25. St. Mary's now 24-6. and six. They're the number 19 team in the country. Still don't think they're going to do anything if they get into March Madness. Um, but, uh, I mean, Randy Bennett, you know, keep in mind, he coaches against Mark Few every year, so he knows the system. He knows what's going on. So if there's ever anyone that knows how to coach around Gonzaga, it's certainly St. Mary's and Randy Bennett. So uh, I just take it as a as a one-off. The Zags, you know, I, I'd rather the Zags get that loss out of the way now instead of in the national championship game like they did last year. Still believe the Gonzaga Bulldogs are going to win the national championship, but um, certainly, I mean, it's one of those. It's not a lock, right? 
it, it's, I was just texting with a buddy of mine and it's, it's one of those things where it's like, there's literally 15 teams that can win the NCAA tournament this year. It's not one of those years where there's like, Oh, it's Duke and so-and-so. I mean, Duke's certainly going to be in the mix this year, but um, there's, there's so many teams capable this year. There's easily 15 or so teams capable of winning the NCAA tournament this year. There is no one clear cut, but I do believe it is the Zags year. So also mid-majors in the AP Top 25, Murray State, 28-2. They have the most wins in all of college basketball. In spite of winning, they slipped down to number 22. There's other teams getting pushed ahead, including St. Mary's. But uh, Murray State goes 18-0 in their final season in the Ohio Valley Conference as they'll move to the MVC next year. But that's a team, you know. Uh, I wrote a little thing about this on undraftedfreeagent.com about the OVC bracket and predictions. And so, you know, if, I mean, Belmont and Moorhead certainly capable of upsetting uh, Murray in the OVC tournament. Now, there is no one else. I don't believe this is one of those uh, those mid-major conferences where the sixth seed can win. It's going to be either Murray State, Belmont, or Moorhead. They are the cream of the crop. It would be a shocker for anyone else. I believe Southeast Missouri is the fourth seed. They got no chance. So, one of those three is going to get in, and so if Moorhead repeats and does, you know, win the OVC again like they did last year, you can you can definitely guarantee Murray State's going to get uh, an at-large, and so the OVC could become a two-bid league. So that's it as far as the rankings uh, for mid-major teams. But so just outside of that, so Boise just missed the AP Top 25. They're 26. It's all mid-majors, 26, 27, 28, 29. So Davidson would be 27, Colorado State 28, and my guy South Dakota State. Uh, just after that, I think I believe they got 12 votes for the AP Top 25. And so I got my ballot this week for the All-American and Coach of the Year and all that. I get to vote as a member of the United States Basketball Writers Association. So I'll be filling that out and probably do a pod um, based on my selections and who I think should get in. And then obviously when they are named, we'll do a podcast based on that. But definitely going to be ramping up the coverage over the next couple of weeks, trying to track down some other beat writers and reporters and broadcasts. And like, you know, I'm, I'm excited. So the conference tournaments officially start tonight, bunch of games tipping off. So definitely going to enjoy that. Um, so yeah, hopefully enjoy that interview with uh, South Dakota state head coach, Eric Henderson. I'm going to keep them on coming and uh, keep subscribing. Go check out some of the stuff on YouTube. And of course, follow us on Instagram and Twitter, the undrafted free mid major podcast with your host, Chris McKee. There's Samuel with the steal. Get your phones out. Tyree Samuel posterizes Alex Nawaga. Come on now. Lugans. Dort. Oh, my. Brzdikas with another steal. Spots up for three this time and drains it. Ignis Brzdikas. Electric first step. Blows by everyone. Kobe Elvis. He's got them all shook up. Keyshawn for three. And there it is. Keyshawn Bartholomew. You don't want to let him heat up. All day, Kyler Filowich. Can't stop him. Moncrief sneaks in the back door, hammers it down. Matthew Alexander Moncrief. Ooh.